0: Boys and girls, moms and dads, it's time for the Greg Greeny Show. I'm your host, Greg Greeny, which is good because if I was Bob Schwartz, that wouldn't work so good. But uh, we're over here in paradise, otherwise known as Southwest Florida, Venice, Florida to be exact, and I'm excited with a wonderful guest that we have today joining me. I'm uh, very excited, very uh, honored, and, uh, you know, I always say my the theme of my my shows is always music is memories, and people are like, Greg, why don't you do, like, uh, original stuff? You're, you do all these great... T-. Well, original doesn't mean anything except to me and my mom, and my mom is gone, so uh, I do stuff to hit those memory buttons because that is when, what magically brings us back to when times were easy, and uh, memories are very important to me. People are always astounded and uh, and uh, mystified on how I can remember so many things growing up with certain friends, and uh, I don't even remember doing that. Now I do. How do you remember that? But um, memories are very strong, and it is a privilege and an honor today because I get to work with or uh, interview somebody that's a very... Big part of my life growing up, and uh, probably yours as well. Um, It's a um, it's an honor to have him. I'm so uh, blessed that he said yes, and uh, we'll get it uh, underway here. And (laughs) we'll see what we can do.
1: That introduction was almost as long as my career. I know. Yesterday, there's something happening here.
0: Friday, thirteen. WLS temperature officially now twenty-seven degrees. I'm Bud Miller. Don Nelson reports Skyview traffic. But on the Kennedy Expressway, stopping of traffic out to Damon with a stall, scattered heavy pockets. After that, twenty-five minutes to move to Montrose. Mount Prospect, watch out for an accident on Mount Prospect Road and Central. I'm Don Nelson. WLS FM. Skyview traffic.
1: Just WLS FM. As I mentioned earlier, U2 has added a second show. You need to know about it. I'll be telling you about it in about 10 or 15 minutes.
0: Talk about a tease. Jack Wagner. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a big round of applause unless you're listening in your car as you're driving. Uh, Mr. Chuck Britton, WLS. Thank you radio You're too
1: kind. you know the only the only time i've ever played a jack Wagner song on the air <laughs> and you happen to find you happen to find the tape
0: i've been digging deep my friend digging deep that
1: was a nice that was a nice stroll down memory lane wls fm
0: yes sir it was and uh you know just uh, had the privilege and wonderful uh, honor to uh, also do your fellow uh, WLS Jack, uh, Mister um, Tommy Edwards, Hello. little snot nose Tommy, Donnie.
1: and amazing animal huck.
0: stories.
1: <laughs> it's amazing how, how that label uh, stuck with him. Do you, do you remember when Lou Jack hypnotized the chicken?
0: I I remember. Yeah, uh, he
1: did that at the movie theaters. He told all the little boys and girls that if they behaved themselves, he was going to hypnotize a chicken. Then he hypnotized a chicken. Uh, He knew how to do hypnotize a chicken, but he'd never done it before. So, (laughs) (laughs) but he succeeded, and once again, he always he came out looking like a hero. I miss Blue Jack. I really miss that guy.
0: Well, Tommy, Tommy told me, (laughs) um, ladies and gentlemen, something incredible because Larry Blue Jack, definitely a uh, legendary. super jock of uh the, of Chicago Land. I mean huge. There was so much fighting uh not fighting but but just a competition between WLUP, there the loop and also through um uh, WCFL but uh Larry Lujak, Tommy Edwards told me that Larry Lujak said about Mr. Chuck Britton that he's got the best radio voice in uh, in radio. And
1: <laughs> well, that that's a that's a very high compliment coming from Lou Jack. Right. You know, Larry, long before the loop, you know, Larry was the anti-jock jock. You know, I mean, all the other jocks were hippy dippy DJs, all sales sound, so happy to be on the radio. And Lou Jack was like the complete opposite. I mean, this is this is long BS before Stern. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right. Right yeah he he's got that stern uh that stern feel to it and stuff and,
1: and and many of us many of us from the midwest believe that Letterman got his his uh his uh you know sarcastic kind of attitude from Larry really Listen, oh, yeah from you know, just thinking of him sitting out there in the middle of well, cornfield in Indiana listening to Lou Jack you know doing the morning yeah. hog report and uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know a lot you know a lot of us believe that Letterman took his got his sardonic wit from blue jack himself that's just that's just a hunch but you uh, know you talk about and I and I don't want to spend the entire time on blue jack but uh you wonder what kind of an impact you have on listeners lives throughout your you know oh, a, sure. I would say illustrious a, a lengthy career you know yeah um I found out Larry passed away about 30 minutes before I was going on the air here in uh, Port Charlotte Punta Gorda. I got a uh, I got a text from my my boss in Fort Myers that that Larry had passed away. And it just it just really knocked me for a loop. It was it was just hard to get, I didn't want to get on the air. <laughs> I was just depressed. I was sad, you know. Right. I, I he meant a lot to me and and a lot of us uh, uh, radio folks. Sure. But um and I was debating whether or not I should say anything on the air. And I thought, well, you know, yeah, of course. You know, we got Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, Wisconsin, you know, all the listeners from the Midwest down here. So I happened to mention about Larry's passing on the phones. And, bam, uh, I, on the air and the phones just lit up. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, for two hours. you know, I didn't want to go down memory lane with everybody. I said, I appreciate all the calls. But it, yet you see the impact that somebody has on your life. You know, when you were a kid or whatever. Yep. And, um... Yeah, so Larry had that impact on people, and it was uh, it was uh, it was a great loss. It really was. I missed the guy. Well, when okay, people okay, now let's talk. Let's talk about me. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, before we do that, I just wanted to say that you know people don't realize that uh, when people that are, you're so connected to from with your memory banks. Uh like, like that like Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin were to me and stuff and so inspirational. Yeah. When they die they take a little piece of us, you know, and that's Oh they
1: do, yeah. They 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 take a piece, yeah they do. Yeah,
0: so yeah, they do. but um so you started first of all, uh you're a um uh Vietnam veteran, was in the army, is yeah. that correct?
1: Yeah, no, I was I got drafted in the August of '66, I got drafted in the army, and then I went and enlisted in the air force and added two more years to my tour, just so I could stay out of Vietnam. But about 19 months later, I found myself in Vietnam uh, working for the army.
0: Oh, okay. So, and you were you were with uh, you were with radio back then?
1: I was with the no 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 no. I was a jet engine mechanic. I was with the uh, Pacific Air Command. Oh, close uh, out of out of Okinawa, and I, I used to fly Tdy to and from Vietnam. And I was a flight mechanic on C-130s. Wow. I didn't get, out, I didn't, I didn't get into r- do radio until um, after I got back from Southeast Asia, I believe in 1968. And, uh, and then I managed to cross-train f- out of my career field into American Forces Radio. They sent me to school at Fort Benjamin Harrison, in Indianapolis. And that's when I I've actually really got my my feet wet, you know, doing radio and tv stuff prior to that i was just learning what you know i could in college oh okay back in the days when you know college i went to columbia in chicago and it was a very very good school for uh, radio and tv
0: right right that's that's the best and yeah. when do you
1: go to learn the stuff you know that's what i was wondering you know back in the 60s when sure. do you go to learn radio how do you get on the radio
0: yeah columbia yeah. columbia is definitely one of the best uh arts uh media it was uh, a good school yeah, yeah. definitely what, um, so yeah, I was,
1: I was, I was transferring from Columbia to Northern Illinois university. And then I got lost by two S, and I got drafted, Bozinga. you know, that's when they got me.
0: So did you know Adrian Cronauer?
1: Uh, no, I had him on the air with me at WLS. Really? Uh, you know, yeah, it, he was, he was going to law school at the time. This was in the eighties, I believe mid eighties. And he, uh, he was going to law school and, um, was the movie out then? What well, had to be. No, yeah.
0: was it? I don't remember,
1: but anyway, uh, yeah. He, 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 I, so I I interviewed him on the air on the phone. He didn't. He was he was in Boston. He was going to school, uh-huh. and uh, and 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 a lot of people don't realize that Pat Sejek from the Wheel is is the one who replaced Adrian when when uh, yeah, and Adrian right. is the only soldier I know who was actually asked to leave the right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my God. The man should get some kind of a trophy.
0: Oh my god. Yeah, that's get out uh of
1: Vietnam and don't come back. Oh, okay. So
0: is he similar to Robin Williams portrayal?
1: We didn't really go he wasn't doing the he wasn't doing the hippie w DJ thing. He was he was all wrapped up in law school.
0: Oh okay. He sounded
1: more like an attorney than he did Robin Williams. I you got know? you.
0: So he mellow yeah. he was in the mellow mode. I know I yeah. know that switch. So when you, so what, when you got, just before you started in radio, what was the thing that, that made you go in that direction? When, when was it like,
1: well, I, ever since I was, my mother had a, a, her sister, my aunt, I hated this woman because every family function, she go, well, what are you going to do for the rest of your life? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I just want to get through junior high school. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I used to get, that's really nice, Greg, but when are you going to get a real I, job?
1: Yeah, I, I hated, I, oh, that came later. I hated, I hated, I hated this woman because she always, I, I, I you know, uh, I didn't, I was, I, I. come on, man, I was 14 years old. What do I know what I'm going to do? And then, of course, when I was 17, you know, in high school, you know, every guy had, a, they all had a garage band. Right. And uh, so I asked this one guy who emceed who, uh, all of our high school, functions. He had a real great voice. I said, Where can I where can we go to get a demo, record a demo? We felt we were ready for it to do a demo. So he said, Well I work at this radio station over in Arlington Heights, which was nearby. So he said, Why don't you just come by and we'll hook you know, up and it's just a demo. We'll record it at the station. So while the, my guy my buddies were loading all the equipment in the station. I'm watching, you know, I'm standing by the door with the on air light watching this guy talk, listening to him over the speaker, going, Now that 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 could be plan A. Really? That looked like fun. You're getting paid for that. Yeah. That's so that, that that's what kind of planted the 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 seed, you know. That and is I so began cool. Listening to radio a little more closely, the Fred Winston's and stuff, you know.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, Fred Winston, another another giant in the industry.
1: Fred taught me. Fred was great. He, he taught me one thing. I said, Fred, how can you be so funny all the time? He said, I'm not. You just think I'm funny all the time. <laughs> he said, He said, if you could knock one out of the park once per shift, just hit the ball out of. The, I mean, come on, let's face it. Even Babe Ruth and, you know, Ted Williams didn't he, get it out of the park every time they they got stepped up to the plate. Right. Uh, if you could just knock knock the ball out of the park once per shift, people hear your voice. They associate that with. Then you with even like just doing the weather. They, yeah, he's funny. Oh, my God. So, so I said, thanks for taking the pressure off. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I, I actually went to a station in, in Atlanta. I've always wanted to work, to, And they had the format clock on the wall. And at like 20 after 40 after, they had funny. I said, what does that mean? And the jock said, no, well, you got to do something funny. I said, that's crazy. What if a dog died? What if, you're, <laughs> what if you're just depressed? You know, that there's a lot of pressure. Okay, I can be funny in five minutes. <laughs> you're on. Radio a whole, radio's a whole different ballgame, man. It really is. It's theater of the mind.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I wish that uh, I, I actually had a dream to do that and and whatnot because I heard that all the time. It's, you got such a radio voice. You got such a radio, and you know, and what uh, the one time I was doing a show in uh, by Cumberland and Irving Park Road, and a gal gets done, she's like, "Oh my God, you're you're so incredible, and what an entertain." But you, you have such a great v- radio voice. She goes, "You should, uh, you should come and uh, do a tryout." It was for the score. Now, yeah, I don't do, I don't watch sports. I am not a, I am, I am a Bears fan, but I, am not a sports person. So I am like, sure. The only one that I get, uh, you know, hit for is uh, is for sports, which I know nothing about, so I right. couldn't do yeah. that. <laughs> but um, so uh, now you also um, you did. You covered for Casey Kasem for America's Top Forty.
1: Yes, yes, I. Uh, we're jumping right to Chicago. You know, I, I, I mentioned that you know I was impressed because Tommy was able to go from two small market, well, a medium, uh, a small market, and a medium major market station uh, to walk to uh, New York City.
0: Right, right, right. I,
1: I took I took the more scenic route, you know the you know you know the old, uh, the old the old Steve Miller song from Phoenix, Arizona, all the way to Tacoma, Philadelphia, Atlanta, L.A. Yeah, 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 pretty much.
0: So how many and, how uh, many stations uh, were there before WLS? You
1: know, back in back in my drinking days, like if I was sitting alone in a bar, I would start writing down all the station call letters and the towns on napkins, and I have like three napkins full. Really crazy. Oh yeah, always you know just always chasing the dollar and the dream. You so, know, you, but you, was you, it you can, you know,
0: was it was it happening like a like a ladder to where you were like uh, okay, this station is five hundred watts and now this station which is bigger yeah they're pulling yeah, me bigger, up bigger
1: market yeah you know, well I, I went from Rantoul to Decatur Illinois that was that was a leap there you go and then from Decatur I went to Augusta Georgia and then my first real station was WBBQ in Augusta Georgia and that was that I was doing more I did mornings there. And uh, that was a lot of fun. I was there for probably about 10 months. I had a great time. I should have stayed in Georgia, but I moved to Phoenix again, chasing the dream of the dollar. And, um, you know, from Phoenix to Milwaukee to Minneapolis, it just goes on and on and on. You know? Wow. (laughs) I know.
0: Do you got any friends? Because it's like you don't even have time to meet anybody.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Just about. Yeah. Yeah. So there's time. I wasn't alone. We were all doing this. Really? All the jocks, all the jocks were moving all over the country, constantly moving around, you know, until you find something that you really like, and you'd, you know, you'd stick it out there for a while.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. You were a big part of my, my memories and stuff as a kid and an and early adult, so you, you yeah. were there for at least more than a minute. Um, I, went,
1: I went from Jacksonville in 79 or 80. I went from Jacksonville to uh, Chicago, and I was the production of the imaging director at The Loop. Yeah. for about uh, about a year and then i won the windy award the same week i lost my dad i won the windy award in the chicago advertising council as a matter of fact larry lujak and dick orkin presented me with the trophy and uh, wow. then i got a call and then i got a call from the abc that wls was interested so I, I was hired as the imaging director for wlsfm
0: now what is it what is an imaging director what does that do
1: you're the guy that does all the uh, station promos the contests
0: Oh, concerts and right! And
1: all that stuff. Yeah,
0: I got you now. Um, so, so but you have already been in radio as far as a uh, as a, as a host. So on air personality. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah,
1: this is this is something different. We were so unionized at at, at LS. I was not allowed to touch the tone arm on the on the uh, the record on the record player.
0: Wow, <laughs> I had, we had that. To
1: find, we had to find a musician's union representative his name was moose I, he'd come down to the fourth floor and he'd he'd he move the tone arm around the album I go up here here up there you know yeah,
0: yeah i was i was great. at uh I was at uh, McCormick Place I got hired to do a corporate gig and uh so i'm wheeling i'm wheeling in all my gear and I go to plug it in and are no. like, oh, what are you doing yeah, and i'm like yeah, i yeah. I have to plug in my gear no 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Like That's we have to right. call somebody from electric. Electri- I said it's a, just a, in the wall. It's a, it's yeah. a regular. No, 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 no. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is right. nuts.
1: <laughs> well, I belong. I belong. I belong to three unions at one time when I was in Chicago. After which is the American Federation of Radio TV Announcers, a uh, Screen Actors Guild award, uh, the Screen Actors Guild, and then the Electrical Workers Union. So in order for me to touch the equipment.
0: Wow. I belong to
1: three unions. Yeah
0: you they you got in the screen it sag is is with radio yeah sure
1: the voice cuz you're a voice actor
0: oh okay i got gotcha. you
1: yeah i did a lot of did a lot of commercials a lot of tv stuff
0: you got you I got really such great commercials now. people people <laughs> got if you're out there and you got a little time search uh Chuck Britton on the internet and stuff. There's some there's the my favorite one that I heard, and this was brilliant, and I don't know if you produced it or not, or just did it, but uh there was a thing where you did the auto mall where you were inside your gas tank. Yeah, right. Okay. And, and then you come out of your gas tank towards the very end yes. and there's a difference it a tight it was a tight fit. Yeah, there's a difference. You know, as far as it sounded like you were in a tank with with some water on your feet. I mean, and then so I was. I, I'm like, that is so cool. <laughs> it's fear in the mind. It's a beautiful thing. So you know, when I'm did get,
1: I'm gonna get? I'm gonna get back to a, 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 one more quick Larry story. Yeah, go ahead. When I when I was when I was doing seven to midnight at WOKY in uh, in Milwaukee, a good friend of mine. We became good friends. He was a local. Um, he did all the buying for the concert spots, all the, uh, all the, you know, the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. uh, Pink Floyd, uh, and and we were bringing Pink Floyd into the Milwaukee County Coliseum, and I did the voice work, I did the commercials, the radio and the TV spots, right, and the and the tagline on the radio spot was Pink Floyd in the Milwaukee County Coliseum, eat your heart out, Chicago. And uh, I'm I'm driving around in Milwaukee, and I'm listening to WCFL, Lou Jack is on do on afternoons in CFL, and of course, Lurie was known for de- tearing anything apart he thought was sounded ridiculous. And all of a sudden, <laughs> up comes up comes my concert promo, and I'm going, oh boy, here we go. And I'm waiting, and it ended, and Lou Jack said, "Sounds like a party to me," and he went right into the record.
0: And you thought, went,
1: oh it passed the test. It the test. Larry liked it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice. That's. Uh... All of
1: us, you know, we get blessed. You know, I mean, we, we meet the right people at the right time in our lives. Uh, for me, when I first went to Phoenix, uh, it was Chuck Browning at the KUPD. And we, were, uh, we broadcast in a double wide trailer in the middle of an Indian reservation.
0: Oh, there's a gig. A-
1: a- FM radio was just beginning to come on. And our two big competitors, KRUX and KRIZ were both AM radios, but they, they owned the town. And there comes this little scrappy ephemera. We went from like 5,000 watts up to 25,000 watts and boom, we just took over the Valley. Wow. And it was, it was a lot of work, you know, between Chuck, myself, uh, Doc Holliday, Jimmy Fox, you know, we call ourselves the dirty half dozen. Uh And, uh, imagery and whatnot, and we just, this is back in the, uh, you know, David, David Essex days, David Essex wrote a song for us, matter of fact, and uh, I landed in the desert in Phoenix, I drove out to KUPD, I landed in the desert in Phoenix with the sun shining down on me, and the chorus sings, hey, now you know you're in America, America, it was pretty cool. That is yeah, it. Like... We, we uh, you know, it's, so when you're in, when part of a groundbreaking situation like that it's you're just really blessed in your career
0: right yeah i i I, trust me i know speaking of people that you run into and stuff like that uh tell me about any celebrity (laughs) encounters from working at the um at the stations
1: oh well (laughs) i've interviewed my share of rock stars and country stars because i did country for about 12 years
0: i know and biloxi
1: and um I did. I did country mainly in in Florida. Really? Uh, yeah, at TNT in Tallahassee, and and uh, my buddy and I started up a country station in Crystal River, Florida.
0: Yeah, but I, I said
1: uh... I'd, I'd never worked country, and I was. It was the second day I was on the air. I was doing afternoons. And this lady, I didn't know anything about. And this lady called me. Up, she says, "May I speak to the gentleman on the radio?" I said, "Well, that's me." She said, "Well, sir, I just want to tell you, you have a fine voice, but it's painfully obvious you don't know what the hell you're talking about." <laughs> <laughs>
0: so,
1: Here, here's the tag. So I immediately started doing research, and this was when TNT or TNN used to be on TV. You know, right? Round the clock with Laurie Crook and Chase,
0: uh-huh. and
1: I absorbed everything. And I, I, you know, I, 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 I love, love that her. show. I love. I love the country stories, you know. And then, of course, I'd worked. Ironically, I worked in Nashville in '84 at the mornings. I did mornings at the rock station there. I wasn't doing country. Wow. I didn't get into country until later. But one of my, one of my, I mean, so I'd be interviewed them all, pretty much. Yeah. And um, some are good, some are not so good. Um, there are some surprises, but I, my my favorite interview to this date was with Joyce Randolph. Who played Trixie? Uh, right on, uh, on the honeymooners.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. The
1: stories. The stories that she told me about, about Cleason and 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 Cram and, and uh, Norton. Uh huh.
0: Wow. <laughs> oh, I, I'm <laughs> it was sure it was a cut up. Stuff. Wow.
1: Yeah. I could have talked to that lady for hours. Yeah. Uh, that's to this day. That's one of my favorite interviews.
0: So it, it, would you say hundreds and hundreds of different people from all walks of arts? Uh, we can probably
1: call it hundreds, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: That's yeah. um here you, you remember see if you remember this thing this is from uh that I picked up A little
1: less talk and a lot more hit country. Commercial free till 3. Only on 96.7 Hank FM.
0: Biloxi, yeah. Mississippi. Good thing you're still not there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was about eight or nine years ago. I was I, was do, I do I was doing imaging for stations around the country, and that was that was one of them.
0: Wow! It, but I'm
1: I'm I'm tired right now, except for my morning gig.
0: So you think you think uh, the the uh, the Sea View gig is the final gig for you?
1: Yeah, it's my last rodeo. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well. I, have
1: nothing, I have nothing left to prove. I'm, just, oh, God, I'm no. just still. I'm just still doing it because it's still fun.
0: I'm with you, brother. And
1: and and you know you, you, you do wonder about the impact you have on people's lives. I mean, really. And uh, I got a uh, I got a phone call about seven years ago. I had just I shortly after I had started at View and a lady called me. She told me that she had moved from from Boston with her husband. And uh, they bought their dream home. He bought his dream uh, boat, which happened to be a large sailboat. Mm-hmm. And she said, uh, we did, we not only sooner got moved in, packed up, and he had a heart attack and passed away. And she says, every morning I listen to your show and I look at that boat. She says, and it just rips my heart out. She said, but I heard you say something that really helped me to change my life, to turn my life around, to realize that my life isn't over, that I can go on. I'm going to have my kids come down here and pick up the boat and take it back up to Boston where they can sell it, and I'm going to move on. You know, she said, but uh, I want to thank you for that. And um, just some off-the-cuff remark, you might say, you know, maybe we'll pull something out of a bad situation, and especially with the stuff we're going on right now.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, Well, you know, to, to that, I mean, here. I moved down here people just think I, I moved and it was it was painless I mean I'm I left everything in Chicago I came down here yeah. by myself and uh, I turned on the radio and you were on it and I'm like wow but you were you were not you were you were a connection back to home you know, yeah, so that yeah. was incredibly. You didn't have to say anything. You were just an automatic connection, like "Oh, my buddy's here." We weren't really buddies, but, <laughs> but I mean, that's how I felt. I was, you know, we had that endure. Is there anybody else that's uh view that's uh, from Chicago? No. Oh, okay.
1: I'm the only one.
0: Yeah, so yeah, I mean, w- but one. you were you were incredibly uh, wonderful to. Um, to find down here and stuff when I was going through that. Cause I, I, I appreciate it, that. Yeah. Cause it was really, it was scary. I mean, people are like, Oh, really just got up and chased his dream down to Florida. And, you know, I was single. And... Well, I've,
1: I've worked, I've worked, i worked at stations. Well, you know, when I was my first tour at LS, when they were a top forty station, we literally played the same forty songs over and over again. <laughs> Wednesday, Wednesdays was candy day because we added three new songs. Oh, good. What are they? Oh, Maureen McGovern, feelings, and some flute tune. I don't know. I'm like, really? How <laughs> about <laughs> some Zeppelin what? or Stones?
0: So, so, so now,
1: I mean, you know, I mean, now I've got four decades of songs to select from.
0: And you can play anything uh, you want.
1: From the 50s to the 80s. And I can go from Sinatra to Sting, yeah. you know, from Dean Martin to uh, the Doobie Brothers. Yeah. you, you got to use the right songs and the right attitude, and you can do it. Right. And, and you know, all, every song I, I'm going to be, I mean, every song is, is literally hand-picked by me. Um, uh, the computer tries, but... <laughs> Override. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, that's all I'm going to say about that. The computer has no, no taste in good music at all.
0: Yeah, I, know, and, I, uh, and, and, I try to, uh, in my show, I try to do, I, you know, because I don't want to blast them when I first get there and stuff, so I start off with the Rat Pack stuff and Dean Martin, and yeah. then, then I get into the 50s and 60s, Bobby Darin and, you yeah. know, Paul Ankles and... uh uh right. you know different stuff in the jersey boys and Elvis and then I get into Motown yeah. but I I'm, I'm closing with stuff like Prince uh, Purple Rain or I'm doing uh Dave Mason or I'm doing Journey you know so yeah, yeah. it's uh it, you, it's it's just a matter of mixing in like you said yeah. But it's uh, you guys do. I'm, the station is spectacular. I loved it because one minute you're playing Connie Francis, where the boys are. I'm thinking of my mom. Next minute you're playing, you know, a great Elton song, or, or uh, you know, it's just it's perfect. I mean, it really is a great mix. Well, uh,
1: we've learned in today's times we have to listen to the scientists, and I have some scientific study in front of me. It says that MRI images of subjects' brains lit up. When they listen to their favorite song, and researchers liken the effect of a full workout of your brain.
0: Yeah, yeah. In
1: similar studies, researchers found that enjoying popular music from your childhood quickly improves your focus and your concentration.
0: Yep. So, well, I uh, tell, and,
1: and it's you know what I'm, when I I got we really started to kind of bend the format. I mean, the, the CBU you're here, you're hearing on my in the, my my morning show. It's not really the one I when I first started there. I wasn't really much of a Montevideo fan. You know, I replaced Charlie Shue, who was beloved in the community. Charlie was a little older than me, and his music slanted toward a little more conservative stuff. Mm -hmm. But I began flipping in a little Fleetwood Mac and a little Doobie Brothers here, like, you know, and uh, eventually now, you know, I can can get by with some Rolling Stones every once in a while or whatever, Bruce Springsteen, even, you know, if you play the right song. Right. But.
0: Well, music, music is music is incredibly powerful, and I I tell these people to, in perspective. I said, think about when you were growing up and you had that you were driving around, you had to push the buttons, you, you know, like really push them sure. into the into yeah. the radio, and then they yeah. then they were playing a song that was really hot over and over again, and you hated it to the point where you dove to change the station because you didn't want to hear any part of that song at all but now when you hear that same exact song you absolutely love it and it's because that when that song was out that that time of your life was like perfect and wonderful and easy and memorable and now that is so so you went from hating it to with a passion to now you you just absolutely light up when you hear it now or
1: it could also be a song that you associate Hard times with. I mean, I remember whenever I hear Walker Brothers, "The Sun Ain't Gonna Shine Anymore, I was, I was, it was an hooch. Some guy had his radio cranked up in Vietnam, and I, that's where I heard that song, Walker mm-hmm. Brothers. Uh, you know, the and, sun and, uh, ain't gonna
0: shine anymore.
1: Yeah, we know, yeah, we know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, let me get my tambourine. He's more a cowbell. <laughs> but um, yeah, and, and 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 I always keep a legal pad by my chair, so. Uh, year, a couple of years ago, I noticed that there were some really great oldies I would hear um, on on TV commercials. You know, they would they'd regurgitate some really great oldies from the fifties, early sixties on TV commercials, and I'd write them down. Right. So then I would go, I would go ahead and add them to the CB Music Vault. And over the over the years, I've added quite a few hundred songs that you probably wouldn't normally hear you know like a little bit of soap or whatever right right uh, you know there, there there's the standard monster hit do run run you know but then there's some stuff you go oh like last song by edward bear you know or arizona by mark Lindsay, you know it's the song that you don't usually really hear out of the radio stations but you'll hear it in the morning of my show and you'll remember it and a lot of times like roger miller's uh, you know <laughs>
0: Trailers, for oh, sales, already yeah, yeah, exactly. played you that know, the, you, you, two days ago. You, you, you played the first
1: that first part of the song, and, and then you're singing the last part of it. So you know you're in tune with it. You know, you, it does. It takes you back to that time of your life that you remember.
0: You guys gave me a great song that's one of my favorites now, and it's it's a remake, um, uh, Jamaica All Stars, and they do um, my boy lollipop. Did you ever? Hear- yeah. Uh, I, I I never heard it before except on Sea View, and uh, it's such. That was
1: a monster. That by that was before your time. You you weren't around then. That was a monster hit by Millie Small.
0: No, yeah, no, but yeah, but I'm talking about by the uh, Jamaican All Stars. The horns oh, no, that they used. Oh, you got to look it up, brother, cause the and I heard it on Sea View, <laughs> so I know it's in the vault. But um, okay. I'm telling you, it's the horns. The the arrangement on this song is just so much better than the original. I mean, mind blowing. It, they are so good. My boy
1: good. lollipop.
0: My boy lollipop. But it's not the it's not the song or the lyrics. It's it's the instrumentation of the in the arrangement of the song. That yeah, just, I
1: gotta I gotta check that out, man. I just can't. I, I I'm I'm trying to picture a, a Rastafari reggae version. I'm of my telling
0: you, I know, right I know. But okay. you when you hear the okay. middle okay, part yeah, when they, when they got the trombones. YouTube. Yep, I'm telling you, Jamaican All-Stars, my boy Lollipop, yeah. it, it's awesome, but it's, um yeah. so how's your Camaro doing, because, you know, we're Camaro buddies.
1: Yeah, I know, I know, I'm happy to report that uh, Sir Thomas High Performance and Character at Port Charlotte got it all back together again, the air conditioning, the evaporator went out, my God, required major surgery. Uh The pictures are up on our website, wcbu.com, just click on my, my face page, and Man, I mean, when I saw the pictures, I needed oxygen. I'm like, good <laughs> Lord. Oh, you sure you're they... going to get everything back together? <laughs> yeah, they they, uh, they got it all back together, and it, it, it feels good to be cool again, yeah.
0: Now, now, do you have a hard top or a convertible?
1: No, hard top.
0: Hard top, okay, because my Priscilla yeah. is my yellow 18SS, uh, and she's got a rag mm. top. And I tell yeah. you, I love her. I love her. I love Donna Camaro. What she... is he?
1: It's it's fun to drive again, oh. even if it is, even if I do have to go four to ten miles an hour under the speed limit because I got some yahoo in front of me with his blinkers on.
0: I know. But, uh. <laughs> it's it's one of the the wonder. You know, people talk about the weather in Florida, yeah, but it's quickly negated <laughs> yeah, by the fact on the drivers. You get the drivers in the left lane going twenty under the limit, and they're leaving on a Tuesday to make sure they get to Kmart on Wednesday for a super exactly. sale. In yeah, the left exactly, lane.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so it's it's not what it's all cracked up to be at times, folks. <laughs> yes, yes. So the the yeah. car's all back together. Now you still riding your Harley? Because I know you're a Harley Davidson yeah, man.
1: Yeah, I get out I get out once in a while. We usually when it cools down a little bit, if it's early in the morning or you know, when it's when it's we're coming up on the riding months in about another two months, hopefully, you know, October, November, December. Did
0: you ever go to Sturgis? Yeah with, with your travels had. never went to sturgis no
1: i've been to, i've been to i've been to daytona They've been to daytona for quite a few times but i never never done sturgis wow yeah, i just i just you know i i just sometimes on a on a, on a country road i'm on the bike and i just get this overwhelming spiritual feeling you know like everything's just right with the world you know it's hard to explain
0: i understand you know,
1: There's just something about riding in the wind that uh, you know it's just it's just a it's good therapy man it's cheaper than a shrink
0: <laughs> so it's um we didn't, we didn't talk about it. I just really wanted to cover that cuz that was I used to love that show with the American Top 40 and stuff. Did you Oh, Casey, yeah. Did you do like a week or did you just um cuz I think Tommy said he covered that too.
1: Uh no, he didn't. No, no he didn't. No. Uh Charlie Van Dyke he, he he and I can't remember who the other guy was. They were regulars whenever uh, Casey went on vacation. That that was just a lark. Uh, well, those things usually old, are. Yeah. In the old in the old stone container building at at WLS off of a Michigan and Upper Wacker, uh, my studio my production studio was on the fourth floor along with Paul Harvey's studio.
0: Paul oh, Harvey.
1: And yeah, and actually that's where I met Pee Wee Herman. I think today's oh, Pee Wee's birthday. Happy birthday, Pee Wee! But. Um, <laughs> I, I went down to the studio with my albums and, 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 and scripts for the weekend, the promos, and my engineer, uh, he said, hey, are you going to try out for this American Top 40 thing? And I said, what is it? He said, well, they, they're looking for somebody to fill in the case in case nationwide talent. I said, no, nah, no, nah, I ain't got time. We got to get these promos done. He said, well, he said, Jeff Davis just did it. Jeff was on the AM side, production director. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did a whole countdown, you know, of music he said, all you have to do is just, they give you a script, just read the script. I said, all right, give me the damn script. So I just jumped, you know, in the chair and sat down and read a three-minute script, and he said, Ralph sent the tape off. And then I got we got my work done, and about three weeks later, John Karen called me and told me, congratulations, you're going to Los Angeles. And I'm like, holy crap. Don't tell Jeff. <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, it's a testament to your voice. I mean, you got such a great voice. And,
1: uh, and, 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 uh, Dick Bustani, who is the, he, he owned the American Top 40. He was the executive producer. Mm-hmm. And he was also the executive producer on the Mary Tyler Moore Show, and he was just a great guy. Uh, they flew you out there first class on, uh, I think it was on Tuesday or Monday, Monday or Tuesday. I, I, they put you up in a hotel, and the next morning you were in the studio at 7 o'clock and you started recording the show. And basically, you had like, just a whole big racks of index cards, and it was hard because you you had to stick right to exactly what was written on the card. You could not add lib. You couldn't. You couldn't put too much personality into it because every once in a while I'd hear my headphones down and be going, Chuck, uh, throttle back a little bit. Don't you know too much, Chuck? Okay. Really? What does that mean? Can you get too much, Chuck? So I, yeah, like so because there was one story about a Vietnam letter or something. I said, hey, I'm a veteran. I can relate to this. Be, no, no, no. And just stick with the car. Yeah. So they, and that took about three hours, maybe three four hours to do. You know. Now
0: and, you, uh, you don't think that you don't think that uh, they did that with Casey, do you? As far as yeah, really, yeah,
1: it, yeah, pretty much, wow. pretty much. It was all it was all you read. You read every 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 dot. Every yeah yeah.
0: yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah and 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 i was sitting in there now i had the headphones on we've been doing it for maybe about 2 hours maybe it took 4 hours I, it was the first time i did it it gets easier you know every time you do it like anything right but i looked up and he, you know, he's correcting me on some stuff, and and I'm thinking, oh man, he, I, I just screwed everything up. I'm in trouble. He's in trouble. They're not gonna have a show. They're gonna
0: make me I take a season train season back, season back to, to
1: Chicago. Top forty because this idiot from Chicago couldn't do it. <laughs> All these crazy evil thoughts are going through my mind, and and I look up there, and I just pull off the headphones, and I walk, I walked out of the booth, and 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 I and I'm standing on. Hollywood Boulevard, smoking a cigarette, and Don comes out. Yeah, are you okay? I said, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I apologize. He said, For what? You're doing a great job. I said, No, I saw oh, all you guys up there talking. He said, Yeah. He said, We're ordering lunch, man. Get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, so I said, Oh, okay, good. So then we he said, I got a surprise for you. So we all sat down the stairs and had lunch, and he played Casey's outtake reel. And man, there was some really choice, some real choice. <laughs> Casey just going nuts, and he couldn't get through some reads. Some reads. Some of it has ended up on YouTube, but I think uh, <laughs> anyway, it just took all the pressure off, you know.
0: Wow, that's amazing! Yeah. You see, these these are de- ladies and gentlemen. This is what I am talking about out there with my show. People you know or should know. That's why I got people like Chuck Britton on and we had Tommy Edwards and Rocky Laporte, great Chicago these are people that just you know, I mean the, the these backstories are just nuggets of amazing wealth of goodness. I mean this is stuff we don't well, get normally it's
1: like it's like the story behind the music. Yeah. Um, and one of my favorites was uh uh regarding little eva you know the song locomotion right well you know that song was written by carol king
0: gee what a uh, surprise
1: yeah i know i know right i you know her and her and her and Sadak are sitting on the bill building turning out hit after hit, probably getting five
0: dollars a hit i want to go hang out at their house in january when the check comes from uh the royalties every year (laughs) But uh,
1: the night they recorded, the night they were going to record that song, the the girl who was supposed to, the original singer, she told Carol that she was sick. She couldn't make it. Oh, and, and 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 Little Eva came over to babysit her kids, and Carol remembered Little Eva used to sing to her, her kids when she was babysitting. And so she said to Little Eva, they grabbed her and the kids, and they went to the recording studio because they already paid for the studio. That's
0: you that. have got to be kidding me.
1: <clears throat> no. And they put Little Eva in the booth, and bam. Laid it down. that became Little Eva. That
0: was a huge freaking hit. I mean, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Who yeah. is she? Is she a new one up and No, it. she's the babysitter.
1: <laughs> like... Exactly. Well, it's the story behind the song.
0: you know. Yeah. No, that's the stuff that I, I, did, I love. Guess, I, mean,
1: I did. I did. I got a, I, I got. A, I, I did meet Roy Orbison's mother.
0: Wow. That's... when I
1: was in Nashville. He was- it was my bro- I, was, I was working at the rock station and my news director and my producer, they took me on one of these uh, shuttle buses, the tourist shuttle buses that go around to the stars' homes. Right, right. And... Um, so we pulled up in front of Johnny Cash's house. Now Johnny had this beautiful ranch on you know on Lake Hickory there, and, and and a log cabin type ranch. or unfortunately it burned to the ground. That was such a shame. Yeah. Anyway, and one of the BGs bought that. He was gonna you know fix it up. So anyway, and he collect train bells. He had all these train bells in front. And then the lady who was giving the tour bus uh, the tour, she says, uh, "And over there, that's Roy Orbison's house." And I went, boing. Uh, oh, really? And, uh <laughs> <laughs> so I, t- I t- here's where I made my mistake. I gave my recorder the recorder I had with me because uh-huh. we were recording to my news director and they went to look at the Johnny's Petting Zoo and I ran across the street and I'm knocking on Roy's door and, uh, Mrs. Robison comes and I says, oh, hi there, Mrs. I said, I'm Chuck Britton. I do mornings here in Nashville. I'm on the, today's my birthday. I want to throw that out right away. Right. Is Roy home? Can Roy come out and play? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, no. She said, Roy's in-, in London, honey. He's making a movie with Ringo. Would you like to come in and have some tea? I said, y- yes, please.
0: Oh, so my I went God. In
1: and we sat down and she took me down to the, into the, the family room which is a sunken living room the house was a lot bigger inside than it looked by the outside
0: it was... and here
1: i am sitting in this humongous with a flagstone fireplace you know you can picture it how the 60s you know like graceland yeah right And there's pictures of roy with elvis and roy with the beatles and roy with everybody and, and his platinum albums and i'm like oh my god so I'm th- i mean, I'm so regretting that I did not bring the tape recorder with because she had some great stories.
0: Oh, I'm and sure. I,
1: I, I finally I had to leave, and boy, when I got on the bus, everybody was really peeing on to me because they've been sitting out there for like 35 minutes or not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, he I didn't know that they were uh, that he lived that close. Johnny Cash was uh, is uh, the godfather to uh, Roy's sons. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, they they were they were incredibly close. In fact, right now. Um, Johnny Cash and, uh, Roy, um, Orbison kids are doing, a um, thing with, with Roy Orbison's music with the the stuff Mm -hmm. that it, that the lost stuff and, uh, really amazing work on that. He had
1: the voice. Oh yeah. He was right out there with Jay and the Americans. You know, but they, you know, Roy was, uh, Roy was legally blind, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and they tried to make him out like an Elvis, which she, he wasn't, you know, he was just his own performer. Sure. But that's, you know, back in the days when they tried to put you in a mold. We right. We got the formula now, which, which Nashville has been guilty of, you know, we got the recipe now for what makes a hit.
0: Right. Let's stamp them out like in a production yeah. line. Yeah. it's. Uh, yeah.
1: It's, but the music is holding up well. The 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s stuff is holding up really well. As a matter of fact, I notice in the times we're living in right now with this pandemic yeah. and all the other chaos stuff that's going on. Or, the
0: or as huh? they say in Alabama, that K-Ronis. Huh? Or as they say in Alabama, that k Don't get that k now.
1: No, K-Ronis, yeah. <laughs> but the, but the, But the lyrics of a lot of songs just really hold up. Yeah, right now with what we're going through,
0: exactly. Now let me ask you something on that from from a musical, you know, uh, pro as big as you are, yeah. where do we go from here and what i mean by that is uh growing up my father used to play like uh i forgot what station it was but he used to play like like the 40s and 50s songs and he'd walk in and he goes yeah. jesus jesus cried now that's music god damn it that's you know this is the stuff and then i play stuff you know from that era on wls and they're like that that's not mute turn that and uh
1: turn that crab off, yeah. i
0: know so and you had Elvis when he was on the thing. They only let him shoot from the you know from the 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 waist up and all the 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 constrictions and everything. But nowadays, you know, I mean, I'm I'm I am such a big well, huge fan. You know of Motown. Unfortunately,
1: what, what made what made the music so exciting was that they were always punching the envelope. You know. Yeah. But and you know, I'm, what can we get away with? But unfortunately, the envelope has been punched through. It's been it's been crumpled up. It's been stomped on and burned. There's no envelope left. Where does it go from and
0: here, though? I mean,
1: I don't know. I mean, <laughs> everything is everything is cyclical. You know, who knows? Disco may even come back.
0: Oh, but, uh, I got excited. It's all cyclical.
1: I don't know, but every song should have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah, it's it's it's, that's you know bottom line. And my my my, I I was a music director at quite a few stations. And my criteria for whether or not I was going to add a song was whether or not it was recommended by whether it had a billboard a bullet in the billboard. Was if I could sing the last half of the song the first time I heard it, it's a hit, and I'm going to put it on my station. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah. If if I'm familiar with it, if, if it feels like an old friend the first time I hear it, bam, you got me.
0: 'Cause I'm I'm an entertainment person, lifelong full time and stuff, and I, I, I listen to the Grammys now and I'm like, I don't get it. I'm, oh I'm, no, I
1: don't no, I don't I don't listen to it at all. Yeah it's, still my favorite, my favorite to my favorite song every time I hear it a walk down memory lane is Reunion's Life is a Rock, but my radio rolled me.
0: Really? That's your that's your favorite?
1: Yeah, I love that, man.
0: I thought There's it was the no one word. by the traveling Wilburys.
1: And I don't I, well, yeah, that is the end of the line <laughs> if you're if you're down here, folks,
0: on Fridays when he's ready to sign off for the weekend, that's the last you know that's the weekend is officially there when he plays that's that song, right. and then he hands it that's over to right. hot rod Todd. <laughs> yeah,
1: there you go. But but for reunions, life is a rock. I always think to myself, you know, the guy that recorded the, the lyric, he just, I mean, just he's talking so fast, mm-hmm. and then just in cadence with the music. And I'm just picturing, you know, when he gets all done, if the producer goes, hey, "Okay, Ted, that was
0: good, but let's try one more take." You're kidding me! I'll all kill all, you.
1: Put a little enthusiasm into it this time. okay? I'm trying. I'm and some st- songs, you know, some songs, you know, were only a one take situation.
0: Uh, I don't know. I recorded four <laughs> albums, and that's pretty remarkable because I definitely had to take multiple takes.
1: <laughs>
0: They're like, one more time, Greg. I mean, uh, that was good except for and I'm like, oh, okay. This was supposed to be fun and magical. But, yeah. you know, and you want to get out of that booth because it's not very big, at least, you yeah. know, for my thing. I mean, some of them, I'm yeah. not Mariah Carey where they got the whole room. But it's, yeah. But, uh, yeah. well,
1: you know, speaking of that, you know, Sinatra, another story behind this, uh, you know, Sinatra insisted on playing with, uh, who was he, with Nelson Riddle?
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah absolutely.
1: Uh, you know, he, he insisted, they wanted him to be in the booth you know, in the in the in the booth, the soundproof booth, and he he did he didn't want that. He says, "I want to be with the guys." You know, but the, but the problem was they they were picking up their instruments in your microphone. Well, figure out some way that they won't do that. So they did. And uh, you know, if Frank, Frank says had, to
0: do it, you do it. There was...
1: that's, that's right. You know, Frank had that luxury of being you know sitting there and. Uh, and, and recording, you know, with with the guys, he's with the you know whole orchestra. You know, it's just still a team thing. He's not off of the boot somewhere.
0: Yeah, Nelson Riddle, Sammy Kahn, Jimmy Van Heusen, those are all his guys. Count Basie, uh, yeah. uh, he worked with him. But uh, whatever Frank wanted, Frank got. Then um, yeah, you know there was no, <laughs> there was no no debating.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, yeah, it's amazing what he did with his life.
1: The chairman of the board.
0: Chairman of the board. Yeah.
1: I read his unauthorized biography. It wasn't really too flattering of his mom. She was a bit of a taskmaster, I understand. I know one time Frank was hated by every guy in the United States. You know. And oh sure. He was. They, they were, were all overseas fighting the war, and he's back here singing to the ladies. You know. Mm-hmm. Didn't Their ladies. Popular with the. And make it didn't make him pub. And Dean Martin, what an incredible story that guy's got. Man, oh, oh man.
0: Him I him, and Jerry Lewis Him and Jerry Lewis uh, Are the biggest influences of me Especially Jerry Oh, they're flying in the high line. But, uh, yes, yeah. but my, In fact, Dina uh, His daughter and stuff I says, you know, your father and your uncle Jerry I said are the reasons why I'm a lifelong entertainer Without a doubt yeah. And Lou Holtz, yeah. uh, the great coach Lou Holtz uh, Came up to yeah. me in South Bend And he was yeah. like uh, I love Dean Martin. He says you are just right there. He says, "I'm what an incredible entertainer!" And I was like blown away because little Holtzberg. Yeah, that's a nice compliment. That's yeah, good, Dino. Nice Dino. Compliment. Oh my god! I, but Dino is like—I uh, mean, he was everything. He was great looking. He was a great actor, great singer, his comedian.
1: Yeah, yeah. His, his television show was hilarious. He had great timing. Mm-hmm. He really
0: did. Yep, and so he it was never a, practiced. A
1: classic. There's a classic clip on YouTube where George Gobel is uh, telling Johnny Carson a story, and Dean is sitting next to Bob Hope on the couch, and uh-huh. Dean's smoking a cigarette, and he's flicking and he
0: him in the, the cup. <laughs> he's,
1: he's flicking his ashes, as Gobel's drink. <laughs> 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 you know, they were drinking back in those days. Say, yeah, yeah, ah, I, the good old days. I the know. Old
0: days. That's it. Was great, great stuff, and you know what? Yeah. That's that's why. You mean I? You know I. I so appreciate you, Chuck, because I know I appreciate that. I know what you've accomplished in your life. I'm nobody. I mean, I, I'm just somebody to chase my dreams. But you know, you meant so much to me, and I'm the tens of thousands of thousands of other people out there and stuff that are going to enjoy hearing. You know, the non-working part of you, the, the behind the story. And, and I appreciate that. You know, it's just it's such an honor, and I I so appreciate it. And uh, I'm a, hopefully we'll have you back as um, soon as I save up some more money. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, and I don't work on the installment plan, Jack. I know, it's all up front or nothing. I all. told
0: my wife to take the 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 coke cans in and and you know to get the deposits back, but <laughs> I I, gotta I get
1: chuck a check.
0: I know. I, I'm I'm trying, Chuck. I'm working on it. But, ladies and gentlemen, if you come to Southwest Florida, and I'm sure you'll be coming soon, because of what's going on in the world, and especially what's going on in Illinois and uh, all all the upper states, because uh, everybody's going to be flocking soon to Texas and to Florida, and it's already started down here. Um, yeah, great
1: migration out of New York City. Well, they can, you know they can still listen. I've got listeners in Berlin. I've got, I've well, got you're a, on I, I heart. Email. I, I get, I get email. Yeah. On the, just the, just the WCBU.com. You right. Know? I listen, they listen on the internet. Uh, I got in, in, in Ireland.
0: <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Well,
0: I mean, you think, do you think it's from that or do you think it's from my heart? Cause we're, we're, well, we're on people,
1: I people who have come here who probably heard me or something. And then, right. you know, they go back to, and then they, you know, they, they tune in the station.
0: Yeah. Yeah, folks, you know, when you come down to Florida, cuz I know a lot of you guys are snowbirds and that's one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast and my YouTube channel is so I can plug you guys into what to listen to, who are to go to eat and what experience, what shows Including the Gregory Show, but I digress. Um, but you got to do certain things when you come down here because your time is limited. I mean, I've, we've got all the time in the world to do whatever we're going to do in Florida, but when you come down for a month or three months, you still your time is limited. and You want to do and and spend your time at the best, but you got to listen here. I'll I'll play the tag. Sixty-four degrees in clear skies at eight
1: oh three. Just like warm biscuits and gravy for your ears, it's Breakfast with Britain. The only place on the dial where you'll hear, Thank God it's Monday.
0: And that is so true. And even when it's Tuesday, that works. But uh, when you come down, folks, please, 104.9 C View. You can pick it up, the station, if you're anywhere from, like, uh, Fort Myers, a tiny, the southern part of Fort Myers, it starts to get scratchy. And uh, we're in Venice, and pretty much up to Venice. Uh, if you start getting into Sarasota, you're going to start losing it. But if you're somewhere like Punta Gorda, Port Charlotte, um, North you'll lose the station. No, no it's pretty good. It, I mean, it's, I wish it was a stronger station to be honest with you and stuff. Um, but but it's a great station and it's I know you're going to love the format and I I want you to subscribe to the state to this podcast I want you to like it I want you to uh share it with uh, the masses if you if you enjoyed it which I hope you did uh always but also I would love for you guys to comment because the comments that you give a give me is going to direct me you guys get to be the director. Or the the associate producers of the Greg Greeny Show because I want I want you to feed me what what you really loved what you'd like to hear and uh, but when you when you listen to me I'm gonna tell you where and when and what to listen to and go and eat and everything down here so you have a great time but my buddy Chuck Britton ladies and gentlemen honor beyond honors thank you so much for your time. Um, God bless you. And, uh, I, I hope eventually one day you'll come to see my show so I can entertain you like you've entertained me so many times. Uh, you just,
1: thank you, mister. Thank you, Mr. O'Reilly. I appreciate it. And I noticed that when you start the pitch stuff, you switch into this Southside Guido dialect. Hey, I, um, I, I'm still freaking Italian.
0: Of, you know what I mean?
1: Which I, <laughs> which I kind of miss. All right. Thank you, man. It's been a pleasure.
0: It's been a pleasure, too, Chuck. Thank you so much. And, uh, folks, don't forget, uh, Chuck is also on iHeartRadio.com. Uh, if you're not in this area, you can always listen to you 104.9 on iHeartRadio. Uh, pick it up and listen to him. Follow him. He's in the mornings. I only get to catch, like, a half hour of his show, an hour of his show because he gets up way too early and starts his stuff. But uh, thank you, Chuck. God bless you. And uh, I hope to, uh, we talk and to see you soon. Hopefully, you're going to be back.
1: Thank you, buddy. And uh, hopefully, we'll get through all this craziness that's going on right now. And we'll get back to the normal. We remember. Exactly.
0: Right. Make some great new memories and such.
1: All right, buddy. I got to run. You take care.
0: All right, buddy. Take care. All right, y'all. Bye bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening in once again to the gregorini show you uh know where i'm at uh, you know where my heart is at ladies and gentlemen and uh we want you to always come back for more and more uh thank you for supporting the channel thank you chuck Britton, and uh we got some great uh future guests coming up so keep watching or listening and uh gregorini ciao for now